Thanks for tuning in to our bonus episode preview. This is just a short sample of this week's exclusive Patreon episode. You can hear the episode in its entirety by becoming a member at patreon.com slash indoctrination, where you'll gain access to all of our exclusive episodes and merchandise. It is such a pleasure to have Aaron Birchwell back with us. It's It was so powerful. The first conversation that we had together, the response also was just really beautiful. And the the things that you covered were very meaningful to a lot of people. It got so many lessons. And I hope that it felt like a good experience for you to be able to talk about these things and also, you know, be able to get feedback from people because people really... They they feel so grateful to you for coming forward with these stories and and having the bravery, even though it shouldn't have to take bravery just to tell your story, but it does, you know, and with certain um, groups and in certain environments, and especially when, you know, you can be talking about your family and that's not always such a comfortable thing. So it is a pleasure to have you back. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. And I also I had a lot of great feedback after your podcast, more stories, more people who have experienced really similar things, but have never spoken them out loud. So um, I really appreciate the opportunity and the venue that you have. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. And so part of the reason that you're back is that, you know, I had that experience that I have with some of the guests where we got to the end of our time and it was like, but wait, wait, hold on. There's so much more to talk about. So let's dive into some of the things that you wanted to make sure to cover and also some of the things that I want to make sure to ask you about. And so I'll actually start by asking you kind of what's most on your mind right now? Where would you like to begin this second conversation? Having interviewed uh, quite a few times this summer, one of the stories that people keep asking about or one of the things on campus that people are most intrigued about is that Bob Jones had their own hospital on campus. It was called, I think, W.J. Barge Memorial Hospital. I don't know who Barge was. Um, Barge is probably rolling over in his grave, but um, it was an on-campus hospital. And the reasoning behind that was everything, when you taught there, it was a whole family affair. Like we talked about last time, everybody was in, your meals were part of the package. You're extremely low, well below poverty pay was compensated by um, this package for food and this and that. And medical was also covered, which again, like we've, we talked about last time, all of that sounds great in theory. However, the medical part was an especially rough part. So they had just a few doctors, uh, meaning two or three at any given time that were responsible for all the students, all the grad students, all the faculty and their kids thousands and thousands of people. And then the uh, hospital was on campus so that essentially they didn't have to pay for off hospitals downtown or other medical facilities. So on and off a couple times in the history of the 75 years and not for very many years, they had an anesthesiologist, but very briefly, the stories are, uh, and I know some one of the guys who was an anesthesiologist there for a very brief time, I know his family still. And Essentially, they shouldn't have been having surgery there because they just were not equipped. They were not that kind of a hospital on campus. Um, the nurses 
were also just staff members whose whose husbands were faculty or staff. And so it was all employed by Bob Jones personnel. Occasionally, they would bring in a surgeon. And there are a lot of stories over the years of surgeons leaving and saying, never again, This you should not be having a surgery here. This place is not equipped to have a surgery. If you were a faculty staff member up until the whenever Barge closed, which was in the 90s or, or or later, I believe. It was still open when I left in 2000 or 2001. So um, if you were pregnant and a faculty staff member, you had to have your baby at Barge. And for most of those years, they did not have an anesthesiologist. So it was a natural birth. And I know multiple people who labored, labored their days. I know of one person, at least, that uh, labored for days and then was shoved in a wheelchair down to have a C-section downtown after days of laboring and then wheeled back to Barge with no pain medicine except Tylenol because that's where the university required for you to stay if you were having overnight hospital stays. There were some exceptions. Uh, my mother had a, a heart problem and it was well-diagnosed and they, I think, were a little too afraid for her to have my sister and me on campus. So we were born off campus, but I remember my mom and dad telling me a story of some minor procedure, minor surgery. It might have been related to endometriosis that my mom had at Barge. And she woke up in excruciating pain because it, it was just, it wasn't a really great experience. But again, they didn't have a choice. I do remember as a high schooler being in Barge once and they also had their own pharmacy within for a long time. And that was interesting because that pharmacist knew everything that everyone was prescribed. And my mom got into some arguments with the pharmacist sometimes because he would say, you shouldn't be taking the sleeping pill or you shouldn't be taking this. And this is in front of, you know, there's a line. There was no, there was no HIPAA. There was no privacy on at the clinic or the, or the hospital. But I remember being somewhere around the pharmacy and down the hallway was where surgeries were held. And I remember goofing off with a friend and some nurse come running out of the surgery area saying, shh, quiet, there is a surgery going on. <laughs> and we were all like, oh boy, there's a surgery going on. So um, yeah, a lot of horror stories. The sad, saddest story was that there was a friend who was in my graduating class from first grade all the way through college. And his mom was also a nurse there. And my first year out of college or his first year out of college, he had some sort of routine dental surgery and died there. And his mom was a nurse and it didn't close after that. It was several years after that, that it closed. So if you were too ill to go to class, you had to check into barge. There were no exceptions. You couldn't stay in your sick dorm room. You, you had to go to barge. While you were sick there with everyone else sick, they would pipe in Sunday morning church and chapel really loud. Didn't matter what was happening. They would pipe it in. Most people would do anything besides go to barge. It was like purgatory. Nobody wanted to go to barge. When they offered the promise, which was the retirement package that the school eventually reneged on, the third floor of barge at one point turned into a nursing facility um, because they had all these people age quickly and they didn't want to pay or couldn't pay for a nursing home. So the third floor of Barge became a place for older people who retired and they didn't have enough staff to have a third floor with all these older people in beds and then another floor with students and then a basement with this, that and the other. So the service was not great. There are some stories out there online about one in particular, an older gentleman who 
retired there through the promise and he fell and broke his hip in the night and no one was there. And so he suffered on the floor all night long until someone got there. And the family was not very happy with, with the school about that. And so the third floor turned into that. Um, my husband was a soccer player. He was a goalie. He played avidly there at the school and a ball hit him in the neck once and it like almost knocked him out. And they came running with the, with the stretcher, which always kind of reminded me of if you've ever watched bed knobs and broomsticks, um, with the vultures, they have a stretcher and they're like, they're like sad on the sidelines. And then someone gets injured and they're like, yay, an injury. And they came and they tried to take my husband to barge. And he stood up, he could barely talk. And he was like, I'll die before I'll go there. That And that was a pretty popular <laughs> opinion about barge. So, so yeah, so that's barge in a little bit of a nutshell. 